one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Pat Cummins. I'm Josh Hazelwood. I'm Lisbon Kawaja. I'm Mitch Marsh. I'm Mitch Stark, and you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. This is the Unplayable Podcast. In this week's episode, we preview the first domain test of the summer with our reporter on the ground in Adelaide, Martin Smith, and also hear from test legend Ricky Ponting on how he'd go about getting the great Virat Kohli out, so stay tuned for that. But we start in Adelaide where the first of four domain tests takes place from this Thursday. Joining us live from the Adelaide Oval is ace reporter Martin Smith. Martin, you were out of the nets at the Adelaide Oval. Put us in your shoes. Tell us what's going on. What's going on? Well, we've got a couple of legends of Australian sport that are Australian training today. We've got Steve Waugh, the former Australian captain. Uh, we've got Greg Chappell, who, of course, is a national selector. We have John Bertrand, who was the uh, captain of the successful America's Cup team in the 80s. And I'm here as well, so I'm a bit of a... I don't know why I'm here, but anyway. We've got a young Archie, too, who is uh, part of the Australian squad, a young um, young seven-year-old who's been invited into the Australian team for the next couple of weeks. So it's all happening. It's a pretty good pretty good buzz around training today. It's all happening, Marty. Uh, tell us, what's the what's the mood around the Australian camp? How are they looking in the nets? Oh, well, yesterday's net session was probably one of the more intense I've seen in a while. The, the big three Australian quicks, did not hold anything back at all. They were bowling off their full runs. They were bowling bounces to Travis Head and Peter Hanscom and Marcus Harris, you know, the younger guys trying to, you know, force their way into this 11, and they weren't given any favours at all. So it was very noticeable yesterday. It was a very intense training session with all the quick steaming in, and we've got Peter Siddle and Chris Tremaine here as well as, as cover, and um, I'm sure they'll, they'll steam in today as well. So they seem to be training well, and there seems to be a pretty good pretty good spirit in the group at the moment, just a couple of days out from the first test of the summer. It looks like there's only one spot up for grabs in this 11, a Hanscom versus Harris, the potential debutant. Which way do you think they're going, Marty? Oh, I think at the moment it's leaning towards Harris getting a game. I think, um, yeah, I think it looks like he'll probably make his debut. I think that if that happens, I think the decision the Australians will have to make will be between... Hanscom and potentially Mitch Marsh. Do they do they go with just four bowlers and and pick an extra extra batsman? We all know the the Australian batting's not as strong as it once was, um, and particularly if this Adelaide pitch shows it's going to assist the fast bowlers, they might decide that our big three quicks are good enough to take twenty wickets um, without wearing themselves out too much, and and we'll need the extra batting strength. But I think if um, yeah, if you were to to guess at this stage, I think it's going to be. Peter Hanscom to miss out and Marcus Harris to debut at the top of the order. Now, we've heard from Damien Hoff in the newspapers about the state of the Adelaide over pitch. I think he's actually going to speak today, Marty. But he said he's going to leave the same amount of grass on the wicket that he has done for the past three day-night games. Have you had a chance to look at the wicket? What do you think it's going to play like? Yeah, well, I think that's. it seems It seems that's, that, that's going to happen, um, which is probably good news for the Australian quicks, and good news for cricket fans, I think, because we've seen the last couple of day-night tests here with the pink ball, it, it, with the extra grass on the pitch, it has offered a fair bit for the bowlers, and we've seen in 
recent Shield games, you know, South Australia's got a fantastic uh, swing and pace bowling attack, and they've they've had a lot of fun playing on this pitch. So I, I think that's going to happen. Which you know, you've got two great fast bowling attacks in this series, and it'll be interesting to see them facing off against each other on a pitch that that might do a little bit, particularly early on with the new ball. And if it is going to be a bit of a seamer-friendly wicket, do you reckon that gives Mitch Marsh maybe that slighter uh, edge over Handsome because he can bowl very, very handy, medium pace? Yeah, I guess so. I think the the main con- concern with with the Australians is, is going in with four quicks. They don't want to wear their their big three fast bowlers out so early in the season. You know, you've got six tests this summer. You've got World Cups and Ashes next year, and I think they'd be loath to sort of run them into the ground so early and I guess without Mitchell Marsh there, Australia really only has four bowlers to choose from. I suppose Travis Head could bowl some off spin but I guess Mitchell Marsh, if conditions do do go the way we think you know, he, he could be a handy asset as well, not just in terms of giving the main three quicks a rest but also picking up a wicket or two. So yeah, I, I think he'd, he'd enjoy bowling on this pitch as well. Um, I guess we'll just wait and see what happens when the when the 11's revealed, probably tomorrow. And you get the feeling that Australia going to need all the bowls they can to get Virat Kohli out. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I think that's the, the main challenge for, for any team playing against India at the moment is just how, how do you get Virat Kohli out. Um, and I guess the, the, the deciding factor in the series will be, I, I think we've all... We're all sort of assuming that Virat will, will make an impact at some point because he always does. Um, I guess it's up to the other Indian batsmen, the guys like Rahane, uh, Murali Vijay, Pajara. Yeah, they've all toured Australia before. They've scored runs abroad. It's up to them to sort of give Kohli a bit of support, which he, he sort of lacked in England earlier this year. And, you know, that was a big factor in England winning that series. But if if Kohli can get, you know, support from those guys around him with the bat um, against this very good Australian attack, so it won't be easy. Um, India will be in with a real real chance, I think. Now, it's fair to say that the relationships between the Australians and Virat in particular were fractured after that 2017 series over there in India. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, images taken, a lot of vision captured of Virat getting around the Australian guys, joking with likes of Marcus Stoinis, Maxwell, uh, Big Mitchell Stark. Um, what do you think about the um, sentiment between the two teams, Marty? Do you think it's going to be a little bit friendlier on the pitch this time? Oh, I guess we don't know until they walk out there. I think you know, guys like Virat and a couple of the Australian quicks. They're you know they're they're nice guys away from the away from the ground. Uh, but you know that white line fever sort of kicks in when they get out there. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it has been very cordial between between the two sides so far. We saw some nice interactions between players from both teams during the T20 series. And you know the the relationships between these two countries have strengthened with the IPL. So a lot of these. Australian players, you know, they call their their Indian opponents teammates for six six weeks to two months of the year in the IPL. So there are some good friendships there. But um, yeah, I guess when Test cricket's being played and it's all on the line, it, it, you know, friendships might be forgotten at least temporarily. Bit like you and the other journos in the press box, mate. You're all really nice now, but once the game starts, you're all just going for blood, right? We just we just pot each other from other sides of the press <laughs> box. That no, we all. We all get along very well. We all get along. We're all uh, all in this together. So n- none of that, none of that here. No Virat Kohli in the press box. <laughs> now there seems to be a seemingly endless discussion about how the Aussies are going to play this summer. Their on-field behaviour. Now, Marty, you spoke to Australian captain Tim Payne. How did he sum up how the Aussies are going to play this summer? Yeah, I think a lot of this stuff about uh, the way the Aussies are going to behave has maybe been a bit overblown. I think the word he Tim used a lot when he he spoke to us was tweaking. He just said there's just little tweaks around the edges that probably need to change but the rest of it is all good and 
I don't think he, he ever wants this Australian team to be the nicest team in the world, and I don't think he's aiming for the team to be the most liked team in the world. Um, I think they just want to be a team that's respected, that plays hard, but you know, that plays fair as well, and, and doesn't doesn't take things too far. So, yeah, I think and I think we've seen that already in the two tests in Pakistan that they. You know, they played hard, but they, they didn't go too over the top with any sledging or anything like that. And I think that's what we'll see um, in this series as well. It's just all about crossing or not crossing that magical line, isn't it, Marty? And I think, you know, people talk about this line, but everybody knows where it is, don't they? Yeah, I think so. And, and as I said, I think I think people can think about it a bit too much and talk about it a bit too much. I think, you know, most people are, most players are reasonable people. They know, you know, when they... You know things that are unacceptable to say, and and I, I don't expect the the Australians to to, to go too far um, in this series. And but yeah, I think a lot of a lot of focus has been on, and probably more focus than needs to be because it's pretty simple in the end. You just play hard, but you know respect your opponents and, and respect the game. And that's the way you go about things, isn't it, Marty? That's it, mate. All lots of respect, the same <laughs> way that you respect me, isn't that right? Uh, anyway, uh, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> talk us. There's a bit of a almost breaking news there at the Nets. Well, fortunately for the Australians, it wasn't breaking. Yeah, no, not quite breaking, but it looked like it might be breaking. Um, Aaron Finch just copped a, a short ball on his hand um, from a Mitchell Stark delivery. Who's Stark's bowling very quick again today, and. It did look very, very nice of Finch for a couple of minutes there. I, I think it's the same hand that he that Stark hit during uh, a training session in uh, in Perth about a month ago that caused a bit of discomfort. Um, so Finch just took a few moments, got a bit of extra strapping tape on his right index finger, and he's continuing to bat now. And as I speak, he's just smacked one of the net, net bowlers out of the net. So I think he's doing okay. But yeah, it was a nervous couple of moments, but I don't think there's anything too serious there. It, just underlines again just how fast these Aussie quicks are bowling in the nets, um, both both yesterday and today in the lead-up um, to the first test. Marty, how much would it take for you to get in the nets to face Starks, Cummins and Hazelwood? No, not there is not enough money in the world for me to do that. <laughs> the great thing about being here in Adelaide is that you can stand behind the net, so you can pretty much stand about a metre or two behind the batsman and you're just watching these these fast bowlers charge in and it is it is unbelievably scary and intimidating you forget how quick they are when you're just watching on tv so yeah i sat behind the nets for a good hour or so yesterday and yeah you couldn't pay me to go in there i i care about my physical safety a bit too much so yeah i'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave that to the experts just wrapping up on the aussies is there a player or, or, or a battle that you're looking forward to this series and, and in particular this first test match yeah, I'm really looking forward to see how Usman Kawaji goes um, this summer. He obviously, that innings he played in Dubai, I think, you know, that could be the making of him as a player. He's always shown so much potential and, you know, I think he averages about 60 or 55 in Australia. Um, but I think just for his own confidence and his own belief to score that match-saving ton in Dubai, it'll just do wonders for him. And, you know, the Australians need need a batter to step, step up. You know, they don't have Smith or Warner and, and Bancroft's not there as well. They need someone to stand up and say, you know, I'm the best batsman in this team and I'm going to score runs more often than not. Um, and he just, he's fit. He's lost about eight kilos. I think he seems super relaxed. You know, he's a married man now. Everything's good on the home front. He's batting well. Um, I'm really looking forward to see, seeing him this summer. I think he's going to have a really big summer. I know Ricky Ponting's predicted him already to be the leading run scorer and I think that's a, a pretty good call um, going into this series because he just looks in at, at the top of his game at the moment. Usman Kwaj is not the only one who's lost a lot of weight. How about Aaron Finch? He looks like a shell of his former self. He he's slimmed down. He's always 
he's always been very quick Finchie as well across the across the ground. We see him in like a wombat. ball games. He always he's all he, exactly. Well, he's a bit of a sleek, a sleeker wombat these days, though. Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks fantastic. I think the the Justin Langer, uh, you know, we all know he's, he's really into his fitness and his um, you know meditation and taekwondo and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and it seems that. Uh, Kawaja and Finch have got the message and they're really looking after themselves as well. So, yeah, they've, they've definitely slimmed down a lot, the pair of them, and hopefully it'll pay dividends, you know, in a hot day. It's going to be pretty hot in this first test, so hopefully that'll help them, you know, bat for longer and field for longer than, than otherwise they normally would have been able to. All right, let's look ahead to the tourists, Marty, and India. They've kept it pretty light since arriving to Adelaide. They just had the one hit out and it was only a couple of players. Yeah, yeah, so they arrived in Adelaide on Sunday. Um, they, I gather they were meant to train on Monday, but most of the, most of the team uh, opted to, to rest up in the morning. I saw Virat Kohli posted a photo of a couple of players doing some circuit training in the gym, which is something else I'd rather not do. I'll leave that to the experts. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rohit Sharma and Ravi Ashwin came down and had a bit of a net. Um, but yeah, I think the, the tour game in Sydney, they were obviously out in the field for a long time, and the message from... Um, Shadeshwar Pajara, their batsman, was that the, the physios and strength and conditioning coaches just decided that a day off would do them well and they can have two good solid days of training um, this afternoon and tomorrow um, leading into the first test. All right, they're 11. Marty, which way do you think they're going to go? With Prithvi Shaw being out, it looks like VJ and Rahul are going to open the batting, which means it's probably just that number six spot that's up for grabs. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think it's a battle in two between uh, Vahari and Rohit Sharma. Um, it'd be interesting to see which way they go. I think it might go in Vahari's favour, given he can bowl uh, a little bit. And, you know, if they, they pick the team we, we think they will, they might only have four main bowlers. So a bit like the Australians, just to have that fifth bowling option to, to give the main guys a bit of a rest and just tie up an end at some point uh, might get in, give him the nod. He impressed his day on debut in India, um, in England, rather, earlier this year. We all know Rohit Sharma is an incredibly dangerous player um, in white ball cricket. He's yet to be able to transfer that in red ball cricket in Australia, but who knows, maybe this could be serious if he gets the nod. But I think that'll be interesting to see. It'll come down to those two players. Um, I think the rest of India's batting order picks itself, um, led by Coley at number four. Coley could also be the fifth bowler, Marty. He bowled a few overs here at the SCG. He did. He was the uh, the destroyer at the SCG <laughs> in the end. Uh, I, think, I think even Virat wouldn't... Uh, would admit that if he, he's bowling in one of these test matches, then India might be in a bit of trouble. So uh, I think they'll stick to their main four and, and possibly Vahari as well. Now, you exclusively broke the news that touring spinners in Australia have struggled. Uh, even the greats like Morley, uh, even Ashwin, Harbhajan, they haven't got great records here. Uh, why do you think that uh, touring spinners just can't get it done here in Australia? Uh Jeez, I think if there was an obvious answer, I think they would have figured it out by now and, and changed things. But yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that there's not one, in the last 40 years especially, especially there's not one touring uh, finger spinner particularly who's done really well in Australia. You've seen you know, league spinners like Anil Kumble has done pretty well in Australia. But in terms of finger spinners, I was like, you know, legends of the game, like Graham Swan and Murali and Ashwin, even you know, Sacklane Mushtak has got a reasonable record in Australia, but it's definitely not as good as, as what it was elsewhere. So, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery as to why, um, but it's certainly something that we'll be keeping an eye on in this series because a lot of India's attack normally is based around Ashwin taking a lot of wickets, and he does it so well, particularly at home. Um, but history suggests he's not going to be anywhere near as dangerous in this series, which I guess puts a bit more pressure on their fast bowlers to take most of the wickets. We actually asked Miss Mars last week 
why touring spinners struggle in Australia. He just said pitches don't spin, <laughs> so it's pretty easy that's, like that. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I think I think Nathan Lyon. It's even taken him a couple of years to really start to nail his own game um, in Australia as well. And um, even he's had more success overseas than he has in Australia. So it's just a tough place to bowl for, for finger spinners, and they've got to change things up. If it's not spinning, you've got to rely on bounce and flight and these sort of things. And so it's a big challenge for Ashwin in the next couple of weeks. And you reckon this team fears playing Australia? This Australian team, Marty, it's always such a tough place. They've never won a series here. They always struggle with the bounce and the pace. But this uh, this batting lineup looks like it's really well-rounded. And the pace bowling attack, many are considering it's the best that India have ever fielded. So do you think this team fears playing in Australia this time around? Uh, fear might not be the word because a lot of them have been here before, particularly their batsmen. You look through their, their top six, you know, Kale Rahul, Vijay, um, Kohli, Rahane, they've all got hundreds in Australia before. So they, they've done it before. Um, the bowlers, particularly the fast bowlers, might not have as much experience, but you've still got guys like Ishan Sharma, who's played here a lot. Um, Muhammad Shami's played here. Umesh Yadav's played here as well. So I don't think they fear them. I just think it's, it's not what they're used to. And you see that with most teams these days, you know, Australia, when they go to Asia, they, they tend to struggle. You know, England, when they come to Australia, tend to struggle. It's just players getting out of there, what they know and what they grow up with. Um, seemingly, they just they don't go as well. So, But I think if India are looking at this Australian team compared to previous ones, they know that this is probably the best chance they've ever had to win a series in Australia. So it's a lot of pressure on them, I guess. A lot of pressure. Now, uh, Marty, it's going to be all eyes on Virat Kohli this summer. Even in the lead-up, I've seen some adverts on Fox Cricket where you can watch all the cricket this summer. Uh, they're just pinning everything on Kohli. King Kohli, what's he going to do? Can he can his reign extend to Australia? Um, do you get a feeling that we're sort of witnessing a player that is transcending not only cricket but you know sport as well? He's such a, a big, famous uh, profile in the world now, a bit like... LeBron and Ronaldo and, and Tiger Woods back in the day, they've got probably a more global appeal because uh, Americans love those sports, whereas they're not too fond of cricket just yet. But the way that Coley um, performs and his stature in the game and just his his charisma, do you feel like we're watching someone even bigger than an athlete in this tour? Oh, absolutely. I think he's you know he's up there in terms of hype with with Sachin Tendulkar already. Um, we know how how well loved he was, and I just think in this. You know, in these days with social media and these sorts of things and, and the population of India just growing and they all love Virat Kohli and he's, you know, based on those numbers, he's one of the more recognisable and, and popular figures in the world. Um, and he's just he's just got that sort of rock star qualities about him. You know, he's got the, the Bollywood actress wife and he's um, he's just got all that that sort of extra charisma that you, you see only once in a while. So he's an absolute superstar and it's it's actually a, a privilege to watch him play because he is, he is the best batsman in the world and you know he's still got another 10 years left in his career and you know it's scary to think what his numbers will be by the end of his career but yeah look it's 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 really exciting to see him and I, I reckon he's really determined to score a lot more runs in Australia and, and hopefully lead them to a series win. And you get the feeling that Australian fans really like him because they see a lot of a lot of Aussie in him right like he is an Indian who plays sort of the, that Australian way. Absolutely, and you know we saw in the the recent uh, documentary uh, Two Nations One Obsession about the you know the the battles between Australia and India, and for so long the the Indians they didn't have a lot of fire and fight in them, and then I think we saw someone like Sarah Ganguly sort of started that, and 
So I think Virat's about four times as, as aggressive and um, fiery as, as Sarov is, definitely. So, yeah, it's, it's great to see. And I think he sort of carries the whole team with him. You know, some of his teammates might be a bit more timid and, and not as aggressive as him. Um, but, you know, when you've got a guy leading the way like that and, and you know, just urging you to, to follow him, um, it'd be pretty hard not to. So he, he's quite inspirational for his team, I think, as well. Marty, I'm going to put you on the spot. Ricky Ponting predicted a 2-1 series win to the Australians. In terms of cricket, Naus and Nostradamus-like skills to predict future events, you are second only to punter. So what's your prediction? Uh, I'm just going to ignore all that you just said because it's quite embarrassing. But I, <laughs> I'm actually... It's, I was thinking 2-1 as well, but just to be a bit different, I'll say 3-1. I think Australia, the first two tests, I think are going to suit them with the conditions. We've seen the Adelaide Oval pitch and the new Perth Stadium. It's got a lot of bounce, a lot of pace in it, and I think that'll suit the Australian bowlers and, and it might um, the Indian batsmen might struggle a bit. So I think Australia might win the first two tests, um, which means that the, the series, well, the trophy will still be on the line heading to Melbourne and Sydney. Um, and I think those final two tests will be split. So I think Australia will win 3-1 um, and regain the Border Kabaska Trophy. So you can keep that on file, and if I'm wrong, you can delete it. <laughs> Very good. I'm Josh Hazelwood. Now it's time for Play It or Leave It. Uh, Marty, let's wrap up with a quick game of Play It or Leave It. Are you uh, familiar with the rules of this game? I am, Fez. You haven't had me on the podcast for a while. You might have lost my number or something, but I, I do remember it from years ago. So, yeah, hit me. What do you got? Something like that. I, someone gave me your number and it was the wrong one. But, uh, yeah, new, can, new, new phone, something or other. That yep. can happen. Okay, so uh, I'm going to throw you a scenario. You're either going to play it or leave it really easy. The first one, any Australian player to score more runs than Virat Kohli? I'm going to leave that. He's just got such a good record in Australia. I think he's got five five hundreds. In eight tests in Australia, it's just not that the Australian batsmen aren't going to score runs, but I just think there's going to be more consistency across the board with the Australians. But I think Virat will have a have a series a bit like he did four years ago and top the run scorers. So I'm going to leave that one. Right. I probably should say that I'm going to bowl you these scenarios because uh, my action is legal, so there's no throwing. <laughs> okay. uh, Australia's tail, uh, 8 to 11, batters 8 to 11 to score more runs than India's tail. Uh, I will play that. I think we saw last summer, I think particularly Pat Cummins is a very, very handy batsman uh, batting at number eight. We've seen Mitchell Stark do do pretty well as well. Um, I think India's got a good tail as well with Ravi Ashwin. Um, Ruben Eshwar Kumar can definitely hold a bat. Um, but I think just the familiar familiarity, if that's a word, of the Australian batsmen in their home conditions, uh, the Australian bowlers in their home conditions rather with the bat, I think they'll... I'll just get a few more runs than India's tail, so I'll, I'll play that one. Right. India's pace attack to take more wickets than Australia's pace attack. Uh, I will play that one because Ooh. I think Nathan Lyons... I think only because I think Nathan Lyons is going to have more of an impact uh, in this series than India's spinners, which means he's going to take wickets off the Australian quicks, so there's less available for the Australian quicks to take. So I'll play that because I think Nathan Lyon's going to have another great series. Okay, very nice. Uh, last time these two teams met in Australia in 2014-15, there were 46ers hit over four matches. Uh, what do you reckon? More sixes to be hit this series? Oh, that's a very good question. I'll play that. Why not? Hopefully we'll see some good attacking cricket. We see the tail 
Tay up. We've seen Mitchell Stark before. I think he hit, I don't know what his record was at the MCG. He hit a world record number of sixes at the MCG. So, yeah, why not? I'll say play it. There'll be a lot of sixes this summer. And if you, crowd catches. Yeah, and if you get the spinners that aren't spinning it too much and you've got the likes of Aaron Finch and Rohit Sharma and those guys who can bomb them big, who knows? It might be 86s. Who knows? Hopefully. There'll be plenty of crowd catches. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, Nathan Lyon was the leading wicket-taker uh, four years ago with 23 scalps. So will a bowler take more wickets than Lions 23 in this series? Uh, I'm going to leave that. I think I think it's Australia's attack is going to be a bit like the Ashes last year. I think there's 80 wickets on offer for the series. I think they're all going to finish on about 20 each, 21 each, you know, roughly around that mark. So I don't think anyone's going to top Nathan Lyons 23. That's a pretty impressive record. So, yes, I'll leave that one, I think. You're discounting the glue of the fast bowling cartel, Mitchell Marsh. He'd be devastated of, if you heard that. Of course. Of course. He'll pick up a, a <laughs> five or a ten for here and there, and then and there's no chance for anyone to pick up 24 he, wickets or 23 wickets. So. I've only heard two people say they're going to claim Virat Kohli's wicket this summer. One of them is that is young Archie, who's there at the ground, uh, and Mitchell Marsh, who just said to Payne, give me the ball. He'll he'll just remove him. So there you go. Well, Lock him in for eight. Seems like a, it seems like a pretty simple t- tactic to me, just... You know, have Archie on from one end, Mitch Marsh from the other, and you know the best batsman in the world is you know his his impact will be quelled pretty easy. Series yeah. over. Marty, can you believe that the last time the Australians faced India and Virat Kohli, Kohli only scored forty seven runs in that Test series in twenty seventeen on Kohli's home soil? Imagine if they did it this summer. Oh, absolutely. I think if the, if that happens, you'd you'd almost think Australia would be guaranteed to win the series. But you, you'd think with the law of averages, I think you look back at. Coley's last five years, that, that series stands out a lot, doesn't it? Because it just, it just hasn't happened. He scored runs in Australia, in England, in South Africa. He scored runs at home. So I'll be very surprised if he has a series like that again. Um, but if he does, then um, Australia will be in a pretty good spot. Finally, uh, 31 players were used by both sides in 2014-15. Will we see more than that this summer? How many? 31. 31 players. 31. Uh, I'm going to leave that. That seems incredibly high. So I don't think it's going to be that much of a turn. Player turnover this summer. I'm, I'm thinking maybe about 25, 26. There you go, on the record. Okay. Here are some of the names. It was Varun Aaron, Suresh Rayner played a game. Uh, guys like uh, Shikha Darwin was there. Joe Burns. Michael Clark played one test match before his hamstring ruled him out. So Ryan Harris was playing four years ago. It's just, 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 it just seems like yesterday, but Ryan Harris. Shane Watson played in four matches. So there's a lot of turnover. And there was, I think the India have a squad of 18. So if all of those guys play, uh, and then Australia play their 14-player uh, squad, that's 32, plus Archie, plus... Uh, so, you know, so it could get are, you, are you going to get a game as well? We could get 33. No, I'm leaving it. There's way too many. 31 to huge. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, thank you very much. You can read all of Marty's reports, stories, catch him on the internet uh, phenomenon that is, in case you played and missed it from the Adelaide Oval. Uh, thank you, mate. And I won't lose this number. I'll save it so we can get you back on again sometime in the next couple of years. Looking forward to it, mate. Thank you. Thanks to Gillette, here is Ricky Ponding on Virat Kohli and how he would look to dismiss and unsettle the great India skipper. The other voice you'll hear in this clip is cricket.com.au reporter Lewis Cameron, but honestly, just listen to Ricky. The first thing I'd be doing was going back and looking at how anyone else has stopped him in the past. You know, who has had the most success against Virat Kohli and why? 
you know, I, I, first one that comes to mind is maybe someone like a James Anderson's probably had most success against him. He seems to trouble him the most. With someone like him who likes to sc score freely, he's obviously got a, a big ego. There's other things you can do. You know, you can set, put a few fielders out early on, don't let him get any boundaries. You know, the other thing, he likes to run the ball down to third man a lot as well, so maybe just play around with some guys behind the wicket in different areas that might just get inside his head as to what we're trying to do, just so he's got to think about, think about things and, and show that we're ready and prepared for what, what he can do. I think it's little things like that that might just get inside his mind. The, the emotion that came out of him in England was all about the pressure of the series. I mean, that was, a, that was an incredibly good series of Test Match cricket. Um, and when you're under pressure, you, that, you know, things can, you start to, your, your body language takes over and your emotions take over. And before you know it, you're probably moving and looking like you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. But I mean, we shouldn't forget as well, he hasn't been captain for that long. Um, so he's, he'll be learning all the time. And I'm sure he would have had even some of the bowlers and coaches in his ear talking about the way things he could have done better. Do you kind of see him almost baiting Australia this summer in the, the way you know, he'll play? He might, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've seen him rattled doing that as well. I, I don't necessarily believe that he's someone that you shouldn't um, try and get under his skin. Look, our boys just need to worry about what they're doing. Don't worry, don't worry about them, what they're doing. Find a way to get the best out of yourselves as an individual and as a group, and if they do that, then they'll win. That's it for this week's episode. You can catch the First Domain Test live and free on Channel 7, ad break free and in 4K on Fox Cricket or with a KO subscription, and tune into the radio coverage on the CA Live app. Now, if you can't get to a TV, not to worry. All the highlights, breaking news stories, and live scores can be found at cricket.com.au and the CA Live app.